Welcome to the Nordic Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farrand, owner of the Company at Horns of Odin. Today I'm joined by the one and only Iva Polstotter. Did I get it right? Yeah, you did. There we go. Yeah, you like I said, usually usually I get it right beforehand, and then as soon as it starts, I just fluff it because I get all nervous. <laughs> well, you nailed it this time. Good. That's good. That's good for once. Because I, I have been uh, practicing. I have been practicing it. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's an, it, this is an important without without being too too fanboy. I guess uh, you have been the one guest that I've wanted. But I've done 165 episodes of this now, and you were the one guest oh, wow. who you were the one guest I always wanted to um, to get. So when you agreed, I was very happy and did do a little squeal. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I'm really happy to be here. So cool. Yeah, I like I, your podcast. Thank you very much. I yeah, I really appreciate it. And you know, we've had some we've had some big names on here. You know, Alexander German, who's going to be joining us later. Alexander Ludwig yeah. also popped on. So exactly, amazing. Uh, you, you were the but you were the top of the list. So <laughs> I'm very honoured. <laughs> my mother always told me flattery gets you very far in life. <laughs> okay, exactly so, i think you're right so for people who maybe don't know who you are do you want to give a little introduction yeah uh, i'm ivor my name is ivor and i'm a musician uh, songwriter composer from the Faroe island and i yeah i make music and I make, uh, I made, I think I made ten albums. I'm not sure. <laughs> I've lost yeah. count. Uh, I know. I was, and... I was looking at that earlier. I was, I was thinking. I was because <laughs> naively I thought I'm going to listen to the whole back catalogue in preparation for this. Forget down, it. Like, it's too much. Sit down, and then I kept scrolling down on Spotify and like the discography part, and I was like, when is this going to end? I know. I started so early. I was. Uh, I released my first album when I was uh, around 16 years old. Wow. So uh, the journey has been quite long so mm-hmm. far. But that and, must... uh, yeah. Yeah, that must be. And it's taken me to many crazy places. And lately I've been uh, involved in film music, as you know, a lot. And, um, yeah, so it's a, it's a colorful journey, I, I can say. Yeah, it's, it definitely seems like it's been a... Yeah, an exciting journey. You, from what I understand, you moved to you obviously moved to Iceland from the Fair Islands, and then yeah, seems like things just took off maybe from there. And you've you've yeah, kind transitioned of. a whole different bunch of different genres, and probably created some of your own in there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've always been really. I guess curious about music and you know what what music is and does, and uh, so I've been exploring a lot with with myself and with music, I think, mm. and with my voice especially, and that's what kind of really took off for me in Iceland when I moved to Iceland and started studying classical singing, which was completely different from what you know the music that i was creating at the time so yeah i think that you can take a lot of inspiration from from all kinds of music and mm. techniques 
it seems I've had quite a few musicians on here and it seems to be a common theme that people who go down this kind of route also have some classical training and do you find that yeah. helps oh it it's it really saved me in a way uh especially for my voice because uh, I wa- I always wanted to do crazy things with my voice and um uh, and uh, I didn't uh, earlier on have like the tools or technique to kind of do what I wanted to do, but I just mm-hmm. did it anyway. So, so I think uh, the the classical uh, training and the uh, kind of uh, discipline that that comes with it really saved me in my uh, uh, yeah my way of singing in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah. yeah, gave me some freedom to do you know what I wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, as you, as we alluded to before, you've had such a long career. I guess you have to protect the voice and be able to do things with your voice in the correct manner because otherwise you... Yeah, kind of. And I mean, you practice and, and stuff, and but when you perform, you have to let all that go and you don't want to be in your head, you know. Mm-hmm. But but when you have the technique, you, you can kind of... Uh, it's like a, a sportsman or something, you know, you... You have to uh, train so that you can be free in what you do in some way. Yeah, mm. I guess. I don't know why I've never I've never thought of this before. How musicians actually have to train their voices, which sounds so sounds so silly. <laughs> but I guess to to me, who's somebody who's just not I'm not musically minded, you would never want to hear me sing. Um, I, I would be curious to hear you sing actually i know <laughs> amelia lorenzen keeps saying that to me and i'm like no you don't you do not want to hear me sing it's just it's not good <laughs> but Come on. I, I guess I, Sophie yeah, I never... says you should sing oh yeah no <laughs> maybe one day maybe i'll do it as like a, a, spe- a special we'd lose patrons <laughs> if i offered to sing <laughs> but uh <laughs> No, I'm not doing it. But, but um, completely lost where I was now. I've gone off track. No, okay. So yeah, I never really thought of people having to train. I guess train their voices, like you said, like a sports. Supposedly, like going through repetitions to be able to to do something. I just, I don't know, naively. I guess I just assumed it was a a God given talent that you could just do it naturally, and it just you open your mouth and it just came out like that. And it's just there. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Well, I think it's 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 probably a mixture of both because uh, you know it's something that you may be born with a a voice that can do certain things and and then uh, you know if you train it you can get better. You know at mm-hmm. what you do it, especially if you're a bit crazy like me and you want to do all kinds of strange sounds. <laughs> with yeah. your voice mm-hmm. uh, I guess that it's uh, if you don't kind of figure out a technique so you don't damage it too much um, mm-hmm. it's quite important if you want to last for, yeah, for yeah. some time <laughs> yeah absolutely where, so you want where, to la- yeah. where does that that want to do different things with your voice come from do you have like a a point that you can maybe remember where you were like, I just want to be different with it, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I've always thought of the voice as an instrument, like rather than, you know, just the storytelling part mm. of a song. I've, 
I've always seen the voice more as a like a an instrument, and um, uh, it, it can the human voice is so interesting. It can do so many things and express so many different uh, emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it it kind of started for me when I very early on when I got into jazz music and I used to play in play in all these little jazz clubs here in the Faroe Islands every weekend. Like I was probably. 16 17 years old and and i would listen to all these jazz musicians improvising you know and i would be like oh i would start like imitating the things they were doing with my voice um so i've always been quite fascinated about you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. improvisation and uh yeah yeah. how many jazz clubs does the faroese islands have (laughs) I feel like can't be that many, minute. actually. Yeah, I, I mean, think... I just, I just remember there were a few when I was uh, a teenager, and and I was there every weekend. I was thinking There's, maybe there was like this well. open mic. Yeah, an open mic where you could just get on and perform. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did yeah. you? Is that what you used to do? That's what I used to do every weekend. Like, hey, me, me, I yeah. want to sing. I have a song. Um, <laughs> without without showing your your age here, I guess. I exactly. Guess. I mean, I my mom. I had to bring my mom along because I wasn't allowed to be there. Actually, that oh, was really. Uh, yes. I, I guess, I guess in the bars. Least, uh, go no, go on. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't allowed to be uh, in the bars. You know, so mm-hmm. so I had to bring her along. What's the yeah. what's the drinking age in the Faroe Islands? Eighteen. Oh, is it eighteen? Okay. Yeah. So that's a good age. So <laughs> I I have a I have a friend of mine who who um I know through rugby and he's he's nineteen and he's moving to America to do a job, but he really likes to go out and drink, like because it's just he's a nineteen year old and so he's perfectly fine in England, uh, but when he moves to America obviously is not going to be able to drink for two years or legally. Oh, wait, is, is, the, is the limit 20 there? 21. Or... No way. Yeah, really? yeah, 21. Wow, I was not, I did not know that. I mean, we're way past that. We're we're absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we're good, we're good. We don't have to we worry about that. We can go there. <laughs> I, think we, I think we can probably safely drink anywhere yeah. on earth. Yeah. I think so, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think we were, <laughs> we were fine. Um, now, what I was going to say before when we were talking about the, the, uh, the jazz clubs, I guess at least there weren't any mobile phones around where people could catch a young either doing jazz on a... Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, that was a different time, I guess. <laughs> I no, no mobile phones, so it's all just mm-hmm. behind us in the past, not documented. That's it. Lost, lost forever until you, <laughs> until you talk about it here with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how does? Uh, it, what's that like? Um, does it ever frustrate you when you see people just holding their phones up? Um, because it, yeah, sometimes to be honest, me. to be honest, you know, um, sometimes at shows it feels like people are so excited about recording what's happening that they forgot to kind of just be in the moment which 
which it's all about, you know, a live show is all about what's happening right now, right? Mm -hmm. And it will never happen again this way. So I think it's such a shame when people are like stuck in their phone because it's it's different experience. Yeah. They're almost watching watching the concert through the phone screen to make sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. I've never once recorded a concert and then watched it back on my phone. Like I've no, done me it, neither. but I've never actually gone back into my phone. And I wonder how many people are listening to this who've been at a concert and recorded something and then actually gone back and watched it and gone, because the sound quality is never good. No, exactly. I mean, it's shit. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, I yeah. must I must admit that when I saw you in Manchester, I was one of those people who was who took, were you like with the phone? <laughs> I did. I took a you know, I this is gonna sound so so sad, but I took a little video little video and then I texted it to Alex. Um it, and just was like I, I didn't know whether you two knew each other like outside of like The Last Kingdom or whether he'd he'd ever seen you perform. So I like took a little video and like texted him it and was like, look it's you know you do the music for the last kingdom and it and he seemed he was appreciative but that's the that was like the one time that i did it. i was just like trying to get sneaky little oh that's good that's fine i mean if i'm at a show where i'm like enjoying myself i probably do a little snip snippet or i would probably do the same yeah we're but i would not like hold it uh during the whole show and and yeah. and watch it again like on my phone i think yeah that's it is, weird it is and i, I think <laughs> it wasn't too it, it the um at the manchester show it wasn't too bad because he was all seated so it doesn't really get in anybody's way if somebody's no, no exactly of, it's yeah. when you're standing at a concert and people are holding them up in the air and uh-huh. the hands the phones everything's just kind of in the way and we just we're losing that connection to it i guess I remember I I played a show recently somewhere. I don't remember where, but I remember that there was a guy holding a huge iPad right in front of me. (laughs) It was really close to the stage. It was holding a huge iPad like (laughs) in my face through the whole show. And at the end, I had to say, oh, my God, please, can you take it down just for a bit? It's like so distracting. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, she had the little light on as well. Yeah. That, so do you ever, I've never thought of it like that. How much can you, how much can you see when you're performing? Because obviously I've never been in that position where I've got, I thought, you know, sometimes thousands of people just at my fingertips, I guess. Um, how much do you focus on individual people? Is that, because I, I kind of assumed it would just be all just a sea of blurred faces maybe, but. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah that's a good question i i think i'm one of those uh, types of artists who, who kind of i really like to look at people in the eyes and really communicate with them but mm-hmm. i have some artist friends who really like just yeah. go into a different world and they don't even see the people but uh i really enjoy my uh, looking and connecting with with the audience and um because I feel like a show, it's 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 almost like a, a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like a it, it's it's beautiful, like um, 
sharing of a moment and and i really enjoy it yeah and i see people in the room and i often remember oh that guy was there in the corner oh there's someone there i I kind of i kind of see and read the room pretty much that's good i if you i can confirm if if i was at your concert and you looked at me dead in the eye while singing i would (laughs) I, i would just burst out and cry because there, I, I don't know what it is about your voice that involves more emotion in me than any other singer who has ever lived. Maybe apart oh from my God. maybe apart from Freddie Mercury, but, but I consider oh. Freddie Mercury as the greatest singer of all time. So yes, I agree. I think that that's quite it's quite a high quite a high marker I'm putting on you here. But for some Damn. reason, you I don't I just don't know what it is. It just brings out a different level of emotion and whether it's just your, your, I'm going into full like little fanboy mode here, but whether it's listening to, to the albums or whether it's a part of the last kingdom, cause I don't know what it, with the last kingdom is the show as well as a, as a, as a whole thing, not just your music, but the, the acting, the everything like that is such an emotional show for me. It just makes me, makes me want to cry and your music obviously <laughs> has that big big part to play in it it just comes on at the right moments of the sad at the sad moments when someone's about to get killed and i'm just there yeah, yeah. crying my <laughs> eyes out but there but there is something about your voice really that does just pull these emotions and I, I i can't imagine for a second that it's only me there will be tons if not, if not hundreds of people who are listening to this going yeah that's me too i cry every time yeah. i listen oh my gosh oh my that that that's uh, amazing to hear you know it's that that you know i can move people that that is really what music is all about Mm -hmm. for me so um yeah yeah it is it's a very it's a very odd emotion i think as well because i don't know if you've ever had a a conversation with somebody like this in in a sense of where they're not giving you feedback, but also kind of telling you very honestly how the how your music kind of uh, affects them. I guess it's it's not like a sadness of emotion either. It's it's very it's very unique because it's not like your music makes me sad, it makes me cry because I'm upset. It just <laughs> it just brings this kind of whether it's a contentment or or what I don't know. I can't put my finger on what it is, but it just it just kind of fills fills me up with something and and like I say it's very unusual and not something that I can say that anybody else does and and I was curious and I wanted to ask you whether you kind of had had that feedback before or if even there was any intention to try and hit that emotional side of things oh well I don't think I've had this feedback in an interview like this so that's that's a very <laughs> uh, that's a very refreshing thing to hear and um I mean I think that music, the 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 magic of music is that it can help us, you know. Um, it it does the the uh, expresses the things that, that we can't express in words, maybe, or you mm-hmm. know, the the things that the overwhelming emotions of just life of being on this planet, some kind of just existence. Uh, all those big emotions kind of bubble within us, I think, when we hear music that we connect with. Uh, and and I love to um, 
to sing without words, for example, sometimes just because it's it's not about the words always. Always, it's more mm -hmm. about um, it's more about the uh, the emotions that we can't put into words. So so it makes perfect sense to me what you're saying, and I'm really happy you feel like that because uh, I think that's what where I try to go when I sing. You know, somewhere where we're just uh, uh, free with our emotions and feelings about whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would agree that it's not the it's not the lyrics and that's not me trying to knock your lyrics. <laughs> it's because it's even when you're singing in you know in Faroese most it, of them are in Faroese so you yeah, probably don't understand I, I, them. Well, I mean, the way I pronounced your name earlier maybe I am just fluent in Faroese. <laughs> maybe. I mean, if you came to the Faroe Islands, you would probably speak it really quick. Yeah. I yeah, from how from how I heard you pronounce my name, I think so. I just pick it, I just pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Just pick it maybe. right up. Maybe I've been trying to learn Norwegian, you don't want to hear how that's going. Oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe maybe, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe not then. <laughs> but I would say it's it's definitely more your voice and the you can you can feel the intent through the song more than the lyrics and you get that with 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 some bands and i guess you don't always have to understand the words to understand what the song means and i think the the one example i always use uh the norwegian kind of are they a hip-hop band uh Kape, and they're very Kind of political minded, they sing in Norwegian. I've not, a, I've not got a word. You know, I don't understand a word of what they're saying in most cases. But you yeah. understand that these are very powerful, meaningful songs that have yeah. some political standpoint, and they're they're kind of hard hitting. And as a as somebody who doesn't understand the words, I'm still like, you know, this song has very much an intent to it, and you get that with yeah, yeah, the emotion comes comes through, mm -hmm. yeah, comes across. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. That is, um, I mean, you asked me also before, like the, the you know, uh, the voice being an instrument and all that. I think that I, I remember from like when I was just a little girl also, because I come from this crazy place where, uh, in the middle of nowhere, you know, from the Faroe Islands and grew up uh, in a like kind of harsh, um, dramatic nature. And I remember I had this this really uh, the, this need to sing, you know, when I would go for a walk, I would just want to scream up the mountain or like just make some noise and do some singing without words, just just express myself. And I think that's also something that that uh, that's the reason why I want to do strange sounds with my voice all the time. <laughs> Probably comes from there comes yeah. from nature somewhere <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it does yeah i'm absolutely <laughs> sure it does and and i wanted to ask whether because obviously you, <sighs> you said you come from the the fairies islands which is just a small little island and i am um, i would say hopefully most people know where it is but i'm gonna guess that without sounding mean probably most europeans might know where it is but if soon as you start going over to like north america maybe they're not too sure where no, the it's islands me. are. Um, yeah. And it is just a you know, small little island. What, do you know what the population is there? 
it, it should be like I think fifty thousand people or something like that. Yes. So it's really tiny. <laughs> yes, that's not that's not many. So yeah, so what I was was going to ask is, do you feel any pressure in kind of carrying that culture tradition that's probably relatively unknown by most people, like through in your music and trying to get it to a a bigger world, particularly maybe in your earlier music. I don't think I necessarily, I don't think I feel any pressure of doing that because for me, it's always been uh, really important to kind of do what uh, the music that I want to do and the music that I want to hear. So that's always the music I try to create. Uh, and I have my roots in Faroese uh, traditional music, folk music, and uh, that's kind of uh, the core of um of my creativity, I think, like that's uh, unconsciously where I, I draw a lot of inspiration from still, mm -hmm. but uh, in in different ways. Like my first album was very traditional, like folk music, but um, the music I create today is a bit different, more uh, electronic sometimes, and sometimes more uh, rocky, <laughs> mm -hmm. but. Um, but it's still like the same uh, source somehow. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's just my inner landscape. And, and I feel that that's kind of uh, my sound somehow. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone, and then I, yeah. that, that, that's what makes an artist special, in my opinion, is that they have, they have their own sound. It's never really imitating anyone oh, else. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's like you're... Uh, the core of or, and where you stand or something the root of, of what you do and then you can like experiment and you know turn it into something else and, and mm. that's always what I find interesting to take something old and, and then see what you can create out of it um, mm. put it in a, a different you know context yeah was that a a conscious effort to start bringing in the more electronic and rock or is it just like a natural development to go in in that direction i think it was like a natural development uh, at one point in my career I, I remember i just felt that i was done with the chapter you know creatively okay. and i felt like okay i have explored these things enough now and i need to i need to kind of break some walls that I built around me and, and, you know, just to become uh, free creatively again. Mm -hmm. And that's when uh, I started to create a bit darker sounding music, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I, I needed it to be a bit more uh, edgy and uh, dangerous. Somehow. Okay. Do you think that, is there is there a reason for that? Is there do you, can you like without delving into like why. your personal life? Do you, do you see like any correlations with like how life goes to how you how the music you make? I think there is probably a parallel of of where you are in your life on on what what you create definitely. But but I am not exactly sure what what it was that kind of led me there. But it was just um. 
it felt like a natural um, um, change for me. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and somehow I didn't like say goodbye to my folky Ivor, but I I brought her along, but but uh, I, I put her in a different space and and kind of set her free a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think every artist needs to do that every now and then, you know, you know, I have to kind of, you easily lock yourself inside a box where you think you belong. Like, yeah, I only do this music, you know, so I just needed to kind of, yeah, get out of that box. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I completely get that because I guess the safe, the safe option as an artist and, especially if, if something's been received well, is to just yeah. keep, keep doing the same thing that's being received well. Because I'm sure exactly. you're no you're no stranger to, I, I guess, when you change styles, you will have a, a core group of fans who go, I don't like this. This is different, yeah, yeah. To, oh, this yes. is different to what I know. And they just kind of... Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was hard, you know? Mm-hmm. That was really... It was an album called Larva that I did, which was like a quite dark rock album. And it was a complete like contrast from my earlier albums, which were much more, uh, you know, more cozy <laughs> and, and nice yeah. in a, you know, a folky with a folky sound. And uh, when I did Larva, I remember it was really hard when I toured with it because I could sense that some people were really like shocked <laughs> mm-hmm. of me sounding different this time so um and i think i mean that's just something that comes with it i think you have to kind of yeah just accept I, that somehow absolutely and you you pick up new fans you pick up new ones yeah and, and you know as time goes by people get used to like not uh, knowing what they'll get from your next mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's that's a nice thing. Yeah, I think people have to remember that we're we're all human beings, and as an artist, I think that's probably forgotten sometimes when it comes to to particularly like music artists. People just kind of assume that you're going to keep creating the same thing, and that's just your style, and that's what you do. And they forget that behind yeah. that is a human who has interests and their own struggles and we adapt and change as humans. I'm not the same person I was when I was 15, 16 year old, and I'm sure you're no. not either. So the music isn't yeah. going to be the same. No, exactly. That's, that's a great point. You send and all those yeah. haters my way. I'll, I'll set them straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them your way. <laughs> yeah. You send them to me. I'll tell them. I'll, them. Uh, I'll put them in. Yeah. The I mean, and for me, you know, it's like, um music is just it's just music and you know i just want to create what i long to hear that's all yeah i just and i'm always looking for music like in my head i'm always like trying to create something and it's just you have to be true to yourself otherwise you you just uh you lose your plot somehow yeah. easily Absolutely. Or, and, and your passion, you know? So it's so important to, I think, in whatever you do, right, in your life, to kind of just stay authentic and uh, do what you feel mm-hmm. good about, right? 
yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like I say, it's, it's the, the safe option is sometimes to just keep doing what you know. To, to kind of step outside of that is the the brave thing. But you also get the best out of you. And I think it's the same with anything, whether it's music, acting, or whether you yeah. create yeah. anything for life. If you enjoy doing it, then you're going to get the best of that. Exactly. And and I mean, that's why you learn new things about yourself, right? Like when you, when you kind of step out of your comfort zone a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's when you learn the, the most, when you're in, like, slightly on the edge of like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's the interesting place to be creative, creatively. Um, yeah. So that's the... Do, yeah. you've got to push push your limits because otherwise how do you know how good you can go and I guess it's similar with your voice if you've got to keep pushing it because how do you know how far you can take it yeah exactly exactly yeah uh, yeah sometimes you get to the edge and probably go that's Oops. too close yeah that's too close it's <laughs> yeah. too close I could go, could I go back yeah um, let's talk about pushing things how many times have you just shut the sound off places because I was at Midgas Plot 2022 uh, and you just broke, broke the <laughs> well, sound. Were you at that show? I was, yes. So there's a, there's a <laughs> little, st- I've got a little story to that. So we were, we were actually doing an interview with uh, Lindy Fay from Vodruna on one of the oh, burial yes. mounds, just as your set started. And we were just talking and then there's this beautiful voice that comes over and starts to like come over like the burial mounds and we're like, Oh, and just, just listening back. It's like the, and it was just the, the perfect backdrop to our interview. So our interview that's on YouTube has you singing in the background. And then we all, as soon as we wrapped up the interview, we rushed off and, and me, Lindy, and Elisa and the rest of the people there ran to the stage to, to catch like the second half of your set. Oh, wow. That's so nice to hear. Just as, just as you broke the stage. Damn. That was crazy. Yeah, it was it was it was mad because I mean it it the the PA went off right when I was hitting that high oh, note yeah. in, in one of my songs. <laughs> and I was like and then boom, everything just shut down. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, did I break the PA? <laughs> I think you did. But but I was told afterwards actually that there was some problems with the some cables uh, underneath the stage. I don't know. But it was weird that it shot right that moment, actually. Mm-hmm. I, th- <laughs> I, I think they're just trying to make you feel better. I think you broke it. <laughs> it was, Let's just say I broke it. I, that's the way I'm going with it. I think that you hit the, you hit the high nut and it was too much for everything. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is Apparently. That the, is that the first time that's happened? Yeah, I don't remember that happening before, actually. But um, yeah, that... or, or that's that's the the time that like the most like that's what I can remember. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that that uh, that show because of that <laughs> experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I really yeah. freaked out because oh shit, the PA isn't working. What what are we doing? <laughs> so we just went off stage for a while and. Until the sound was back on. <laughs> what? The, but yeah, for, I've, got, I've got a few questions about this because 
one <sighs> obviously the area that Midgas blood is has a very kind of significant as, as a strong significance to a lot of people obviously it, there's burial mounds there some of them which uh, haven't been opened or even sort of looked yeah. into so it does have a very Huge. strong connection to the earth and mm. then for that to to happen there with the type of music that you sing and the connection you have how, what what happens in how do you feel in that moment because whether there was a loose cable or or what I, I don't know but the timing of it as you say as you hit that that high note is convenient um yeah what is the, what do you think in that uh, moment where it's like shit i've just because i, I if, if it was me I'd be i like, was just I'd thinking broken. yeah exactly that that's exactly what i was thinking i was thinking shit i've broken the pa and oh damn i sang too loud um and and i was like and i, I could see the faces of the people they were also thinking this they were like she broke the pa <laughs> It's part of you inside, kind of like, because I mean, me internally, I'd be like, oh, I'd have a big smile. I'd be like, I fucking broke the PA. Like, I sang so hard. You'd actually be proud of it. Yeah, I'd be like, I sang so fucking hard. I broke the PA. Like, I'd just be like, wow. Was there any part of that that you were just like, oh my God, I did that? <laughs> oh, well. At the moment, I was more like just, oh, my God, I'm sorry, I broke your PA. But, but then afterwards, when I spoke to people, everyone was like, yeah, that was so cool. You broke the PA. Yeah, right. that's Mel. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, okay, maybe it is pretty cool, actually. Goals. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Checklist. You, you guarantee, yeah, you guarantee that everybody in that crowd went home and told somebody that they saw she broke the PA. Yeah, I have a break the PA. <laughs> she hit the high note and it cut off all the fucking sound. Like it's just a very memorable moment. It was it was for me, but I was like, I was like, holy yeah. shit. I was so pleased to hear that people experienced it as a, a cool thing because in my head I was really panicking at that moment. I was like, oh my God, I broke the PA and the show is not done. And you know, what should we do? <laughs> mm -hmm. And then when we when we came back on, I was so paranoid about doing it again, you know. Oh yeah. Did you hold back or did you just like okay, I'm going? In the beginning, I think I held back a little bit, but then I was like, fuck it. Yeah. And it didn't break again. No, no, no. They, they, <laughs> they fixed that dodgy wire. <laughs> yeah. If you ever need a line of merch, you should just do t-shirts that said, Oh shit, I broke the PA. So I think I think I think they could do well. Uh, ten percent commission my way. If <laughs> uh, yes, definitely. Yes. No, I... Noted. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm. You know, I guarantee people will probably buy those as well. <laughs> without, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, yeah, I think was... it would do really well. So if you if you do mid gas blood again, you can take yeah. those with you. Actually, that would be so funny. Oh yeah, it would, especially there as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, that's such a cool festival. It is, yeah, it is. I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to ask you about that, and just what that whole experience was like. So amazing, and the audience. I mean, that's what I remember in particular. Like the audience is just so um, 
tuned in somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the whole area is just beautiful and it's really authentic, you know. It's, it's yeah, it's just yeah, really cool festival. Yeah. Do you get do you get yeah. much time to explore? Because your hair at the time as well wasn't very inconspicuous to say the least my hair yeah it wasn't did you not have your hair was dyed oh, yeah, I had some, yeah i have pink and, and blue that's true yeah. yeah yeah i feel like you couldn't walk anywhere without people being like oh yeah <laughs> obviously <laughs> but i actually walked around and enjoyed it and i bought bought the coolest leather jacket ever with spikes and there were so many cool shops and you know, mm-hmm. nice food everywhere and um, happy people dressed as Vikings. That was yeah. happy Vikings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a very special. It's a yeah. very special show. And do you get a feeling when you play somewhere like that? And not maybe not just a Midgas but any kind of historical building. Do you get? Does it feel different to when you just play maybe like a? I don't know, run of the mill theater, this kind of more modern. And that makes me think of like the high lung stuff because they were playing at some incredible theaters. Yes. I mean, I think every uh, concert is different and the surroundings definitely uh, uh, play their part in the experience of a show, I think. both how I will perform, you know. I think I will perform differently in, in different places because it's so much about the moment for me always, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you're outside and surrounded by nature and stuff like that. It will, I'm sure it will sound a bit different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm sure it does. Um, and it's ever- much about the audience also. Like, uh, I think they contribute a lot to um to the shows mm-hmm. do you it's get like a sharing of energy do you get as much back from the outside shows as inside ones um does that make sense because I, I, I feel like inside would maybe trap everything in but yeah well outside is a bit more open yeah yeah, I guess it depends on on the shows and 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 the festivals, but um, yeah, I mean every show is unique in its own way. I guess yeah. yeah. Sometimes you feel that there's a real connection, and you get all this feedback, and it's like a good flow of of energy between you and the audience. And sometimes you feel more. Uh, hesitance and it's just very very different i think on how mm-hmm. how the experience is yeah, yeah absolutely I, okay yeah so alex is going to be joining us in a minute so let's maybe Great. Let's, let's talk a little bit of like the last kingdom what, yeah. like we can we can start with what it's like maybe working on something like that and also the free i don't know how much freedom you get when it comes to creativity on things like like tv shows in the last kingdom yeah i mean 
I've gotten so much freedom in that series, and it's oh, been nice. such a blast for me to work with the John Lund and Danny on the music for the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I mean, and it it's all been so organic because it wasn't on purpose that I got it. It was, it was like not on purpose that I really got involved because I was just supposed to do like a a little bit of, of throat singing and stuff on, on a, a track. Mm-hmm. And then me and John just got really like playful in the studio, tried all kinds of ideas and we ended up writing the whole score together. So it's, and it's just been a fun experience to, to work on, on this mm-hmm. series. And like yeah. you mentioned, this show has such a huge contrast between, you know, really emotional, uh, touching scenes, and then these huge aggressive battles. Mm. And that really gave me a, a, a really wide spectrum uh, vocally to play with. And and being as playful with my voice as I am, it was, uh, it's just been a, a fantastic space for me to to live in for eight years now. Is that how long it's been? Yeah. It's been for eight years. Wow. Trying to think. I mean, yeah, the first the first series came out. Was it because it wasn't originally on Netflix, was it? I think. It no, it started on on BBC. BBC, yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does go back eight years. Yeah. Wow. It is crazy, and it's been such a big part of my life. Mm. Um, so it's really strange now that it's over. But uh, yeah, I'm really grateful that I could be part of it. It's been a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you've shocked me there with eight years. Yeah, <laughs> like I, right? I generally can't believe that that's how long it's been. But I shocked myself. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a it has been a while, and following that following that journey has been yeah. has been a lot of a lot of fun. And I think for the show they. They've nailed it with the balance between like humor and maybe not taking themselves too serious at times, but also yeah. being serious yeah. and being able to invoke that emotion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. And you can see that they all love each other. You can see that. Yeah, uh, you can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you can do. really feel that in the whole team that everyone is so, uh, everyone loves, loves the show and, and each other kind of. That's a really good vibe. Mm-hmm. did you get do you just get given um like a, an idea of what's going to happen in a scene and then you have to create something for it or do you get is it filmed first and you just get to then see how you kind of watch it and put music over it and i i have no idea how this stuff works i mean usually um we would do it uh, in the way that john would send me um the scene uh, on film and some sketches that he's been doing underneath, just the ins- instrumental stuff on his synth. And then he gave me complete freedom to kind of interpret some kind of uh, vocals for it. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's, it's, uh, it's stuff without words because you can't like use too many words uh, over dialogue and stuff. So it was more like, <laughs> I think that's Alex. I saw my job. Alex is sneezing right. in the background. <laughs> Alex, you you Alex. can you can turn your camera on. You don't have to hide. 
Alex, hey, how, are you how you doing? I'm good. Hey, how are you? good to see you. All right, Hello. not see you yet. Hey, how are you? Good, good. I'm. Uh, it's it's uh, the height of spring here, as I suppose it is in most places, and uh, um, suffering from allergies. So I apologize oh. to interrupt with my sneeze. <laughs> I know. I, I saw you type in the chat. I'm here. Let me know when to come on. And then you just sneeze. I well, like, I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> that's the, it was that's very interesting. <laughs> well, well, I'm just blabbering away. No, I'm glad Thank you're here. Thank you for Alex. letting me crash your party. Nice to have you here. Yeah, you're, you're always I've welcome. Been, you I've, been listening, I've been listening to your album, which is so have cool. you? Yeah. Shameless. He's shameless, did you, isn't did it? You guys, did you guys show this album on the show? Not yet. We just we just started talking about uh, about it all now. Because look, look at okay. So obviously, double, double. Uh, what's it called? Vinyl here. Vinyl. And the vinyls are oh, wow. are designed like the amber in Utrecht sword. Yeah. Look how cool this looks. Can you see this? This is for the people who can't, uh, who are on audio only. This is this is a, a vinyl that is exactly like the Amber and Utrecht sword. And the text is written on Viking shields. It's such a cool design. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a really cool design, yeah. But the music on it's even better. Oh, yeah. Oh. Music is Thank God, because that would be awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been learning from easy with the flattery. <laughs> it's um, oh, it's it is beautiful. I was listening to the to the album this morning. Actually, driving driving to my nice little Sunday walk, I had it on, and I was I was saying to Ivor before Alex how something about that TV show just makes me cry like nothing else, and that includes the movie. I don't know what you guys do with the film but it had me crying from the start of the film all the way through to the end i was just oh, a, man. an well, emotional mess for me that's <laughs> a good sign i i love i love watching stuff like that that mm -hmm. moves you mm -hmm. what's the point otherwise i think i think a, a good show or movie should make you laugh and should make you cry yeah oh and and it does do that and the the last kingdom's always been very on point with this of hitting hitting those comedy moments um i can't what did finnan had a very good yeah well, i was just gonna say like a lot of that is down to mark yeah he had a he had a what, there was long, one line i think it was just after utrid loses his sword oh utrid utrid sort of utrid utrid yes <laughs> <laughs> but that, that line just absolutely killed me yeah it's so it's so good it's so good yeah that was very well written by martha yeah, oh, it's, it, I, I did want to ask that whether it was ad libbed or whether it was written. That I, I believe was written by by Martha. Yeah, that's uh, hey, that was a very, very good joke. Um, but yeah, when it, the the whole to the whole emotional journey and whether it's it, it's the whole thing put together with the acting and um, I was per music that comes over the top that just brings that. Well, and I think when you're talking about emotional moments, I think that the music is such a huge part of that. And, and uh, I think very often um, overlooked, but, but it, is, it is a complete character in, 
in any you know in any any work of of visual art like that and and especially in the last kingdom is such a a, a huge part of of the whole show because it um it's it's very present it's a show that has a lot of music um as opposed to some other shows and thank god it's uh, it's Ivor and John <laughs> who are doing it um it you you guys you guys bring so so much to to the show and to the movie and uh i think uh, you know this is a a nice moment to say thank you for that because um we uh, we have greatly benefited from your massive talent oh thank you so much it's been such a beautiful journey to be part of it like oh my gosh yeah well, I wish what, I wish you could have you so could have really do. Say again. I feel so honored to have been part of that journey and get, gotten to know all of you and the and the whole show. It's so like so close to my heart somehow. It's it's crazy when you like uh, get to put your your voice into a scene, like to kind of try and bring out the emotions of the scene. You really connect to it on a very deep level so so thank you for for everything it's it's been beautiful well i was just gonna say i wish you could have been you could have been physically more part of it um (laughs) because it was so great to have you over on set at the beginning of season five that was i mean that was a one once in a lifetime experience it was crazy i've never been on set before so well, that we, was... we shot this. We shot this in this place that was truly surreal. It it was um, obviously needed needed to look uh, like it was happening in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So this is the opening of season five for for anyone who's listening. Um, and we shot this in in a quarry in Hungary. Okay. And it looked like a lunar landscape. It was unbelievable that that yeah. was just like an hour away from from the town from the city yeah amazing wow. so do you it really was i, I was going to ask how, how whether you two got to whether, whether you got to meet before or how much interaction i met there alex is. briefly on set but you were like filming alex right you were wearing your whole thing and yeah we were, and were, we you, were directing, shooting... you were directing as well yeah, that was during the first block. So during that block, yeah. we were shooting simultaneously, and I was I was also directing. Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah. we didn't get to hang out much. But um, yeah, that was a that was a busy time. <laughs> yeah, it was. You're a, a busy man with it. Say again. I said you were a busy man with the show, though. You you could see the, the it was all it was and... always busy, but it was particularly busy during that chunk of time. Yeah, but, but you're, Alex you're... is such a nice person. You know what? I mean, I remember coming there, and you were so busy. You were filming, you were directing, and there was this huge set and all these actors and everything. And you came over to me, gave me a hug, wished me welcome, and uh, I'll never forget that. It was just wow. I felt so welcome to the set. Obviously, obviously, it was really. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You were in great hands with with Andy, weren't you? Andy Andy has oh, yeah. such a uh, yeah, he he's such, such a, a, nice guy. a great yeah. musical knowledge, and uh, yeah, he was so eager to include all of that in the show. Yeah, that was fun. 
that was and, and to kind of we rehearsed with the actors and and Andy was there. We were all drumming and trying to sing this chant with the actors. I was trying to teach them to sing in, in Faroese, which was <laughs> insane. Do, what, was, what was the purpose of the of the visit? Was it to to teach some of the, the drumming or well, oh, well um we we needed we needed a uh, we needed uh, a, a beloved and uh Ivor was cast. How many auditions did you do to get the part? <laughs> None. None. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I got to be like one of the uh, brightest uh, beloveds. And um, we were all chanting as our warriors on the set. Yeah. Yeah, you were yeah. fearsome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah it's um so alex have you ever had the the, the joys of seeing either live or if you haven't no then unfortunately i have not you certainly certainly need to if you if you haven't have you i i sent you the little video clip really when was that oh, did I, I see that you know you know what earlier i was telling Ive about how i snuck my phone up to film a little bit and i sent you it and you uh you did reply to me and say thank you for sending me this, but now you just embarrass me on my own podcast. So. Oh my god, no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was that. When was that? It was in. Was it March? Uh, no, no, it was October last year, maybe January. Oh, okay, January. I was probably in. I was probably in dad mode. When I'm in dad mode, my brain is is not very <laughs> useful. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with you please don't take it personally no, i mean i'm gonna definitely take it personally now <laughs> but uh, uh oh, now everyone's gonna think i'm a liar alex no 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 no, no. i believe you i, I believe you both i have the I, no hard I, feelings no there is never <laughs> any hard feelings i have i have the receipts on my phone <laughs> i'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you... I'd love to. I'd love to see you in concert, Ivor. I hope that can happen, and I'm sure it will in the future. Yeah, I'm sure. I hope so. Definitely. Maybe busy. I'll play somewhere near you. So you've been you've been very busy lately. You're you're playing at the Hollywood Bowl soon, aren't you? Yes, I'm playing at the Hollywood Bowl um, in June for the game. Uh, uh, video game awards or a video game celebration yeah that's so exciting i I've, that's uh, crazy yeah yeah i've i've uh, seen some shows in that place and it's uh it's pretty cool yeah it's a it's a great place yeah yeah it's it's uh i mean just just being able to i i would just love to even just just to go to a show there quite insane to to get the scene there i'm really excited about that well i think if you're gonna have to choose between one or the other i think your choice is, is pretty awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think getting to sing there is definitely um a little bit better than going to see a show there yeah probably yeah just, just I a think little so. bit but don't yeah. break the pa no i'll try not to break not to break the pa so, Alex, before you join us, we were talking about how at Midgard's Blood 2022, 
Iva broke the PA system with her voice just as she hit the the high note in one of her songs. No way. <laughs> yep. The equivalent of, of shattering the windows. <laughs> I'd say, yeah. It was kind it was a kind of moment like that. Yes. And yeah. Just yeah. So just, I just had to walk on stage impressive. until they fixed the PA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh it was a very yeah it was a very special moment um oh alex i've had so many people asking if you were going to turn up in a coconut bikini as well wow i should have done that shouldn't i (laughs) so i was a there's a as a little um catch up we me and my old my my co-host we when we said we got to 200 patrons we said we would wear do an episode in coconut bikinis and then we spoke about this with Alex and he kindly shamed me because I was just going to do the top and Alex shamed me into saying that I had to do the bottom as well because the bikini is two parts. Um, and we did try to get him to agree to to join us, but I think that a lot of people wanted to see you uh, see you do it. I've always like, thank God. Thank God I mean, that's, that's what happening. the people want, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're the, you're the only one who would look good in a coconut bikini. With the three of us. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Hey. <laughs> and you it's way how... too cold here in the north. <laughs> you see how sad I looked then when you said that. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh my god, mean? that's that's two strokes down. <laughs> it is yes. to make up for this podcast. That is, that is too strange. Thankfully, though. you're in charge of it, so you can doctor it any way you want. Oh, I can, yeah. And with AI, I could make you say whatever <laughs> I wanted, I guess. <laughs> yeah, AI is terrifying, isn't it now? Um, so, Alex, what's it like to to say goodbye to Uhtred, I guess, for the for like the serious question of the of the podcast? That's the serious one. Okay. Oh, well, I, I don't... I don't know that I feel like I have to say goodbye to him. You know, he's such a big part of of me. And I feel like that character is always going to live somewhere within me. The hard part is, is saying goodbye to the working atmosphere and, and to to my, you know, to my t- fellow fellow uh, cast members and to the crew and production. And all, you know, that that's the hard part. But but we're all very close. So we see each other as much as we can. Um, and it's been, it's been a long show, you know? So, so I think uh, we, I'm, I'm just so grateful that we were able to to tell the story the way we wanted to tell it and that we got to finish it the way we wanted to finish it. Um, that Netflix gave us the chance to do that. Um, and so I really have no regrets. I, I'm, I'm just grateful for the whole thing. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a lot of uh, melancholy about it. Uh, was there was there always going to be a movie after the? No, the so that was you know that was a bonus. We were we were planning on doing five seasons, and uh, and I think I think having the movie is a great ending to it because it it also rounded up uh, the story of the creation of England in a way mm-hmm. that that couldn't have been done um, in in the series uh so yeah it's, it, it really worked out for the best yeah i think season five left it was it it was hard it was heartbreaking and it it kind of did bring it to an end it always felt like there was more or more that could be done with it and could be expanded so it was 
I'm sure it was great for everybody to find out when there was a film and then that it's been such a yeah, huge success I mean, we, as well. There's just so much in, in the books that, of course, we could have done. We could have gone on, you know, one sure season <laughs> could have been one book instead of two books. Mm-hmm. But at some point, Uhtred, Uhtred's age, like people would not have been able to suspend their disbelief any longer about how old <laughs> this dude is. <laughs> I mean, we're about to recast. Yeah, he keeps looking. He keeps looking so good. He just never ages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, people would have um, allowed it to keep the story going. We'd have just all pretended. They've been very, very uh, generous. <laughs> We'd have, uh, yeah, I think we would have just turned a blind eye. And just... <laughs> so, um, Ivor, is there any? Any difference in making the music for the TV show versus the the movie? Do you have does it work differently, or is it just very similar? I think it was a quite a, you know similar process, but it was maybe a little bit more of a like rounding off process where we also took like bits and pieces from the the different episodes, which we kind of mixed into the movie to kind of bring back some of the the moments like from from the journey you know mm-hmm. um but it was quite a similar process but we did some t- things differently and made some new versions of some tracks like one of the of like a, a track called loops track there which is probably the the one that is most popular and that's kind of to me, it's Utrecht's song. It's it's the first song we wrote for the series where, where Utrecht becomes a man, like you see him as a boy and then he grows up, kind of. And that's where that song comes in. Dun, 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 da, da, dun, dun, dun. And um, I love that and song. So that one, yeah, me too. It's, it's one of my favorites, actually. And it kind of follows Utrecht throughout the whole series. Every time uh, something happens, something big in his life, that song comes sneaking in. And um, and for the movie, we did a new version of it. And for the soundtrack, we did a like a a new version of it, like in the at the end titles. So mm-hmm. that was that was fun. Let's keep. Um... Yeah, it's, is it a lot of just was it a lot of using the old stuff and then just refreshing it, or was there some? I guess some areas you would have to make brand new. Oh yes, there were plenty of brand new uh, tracks that Danny and and John wrote, and there was I remember especially this this there's one really big battle scene, uh, which was a huge, very long ba- battle scene <laughs> where I got to scream a lot. <laughs> it was lovely <laughs> but um yeah i mean there were a lot of new tracks written but also um things that were like rewritten taken mm-hmm. from the episodes yeah yeah um alex how how is it different taking utrecht from i don't I, I don't think it is the small screen to the big screen anymore is it there's such a blurred line between like movies yeah. and tv shows like it's not it's not as it used to be yeah exactly i mean on, for, for us there wasn't really a difference uh a noticeable difference when we were shooting it 
it just felt like shooting two episodes of of the show oh really um, mm. Yeah, it, it um I think that the battle uh took longer to shoot than we usually spend on a battle just because it was it was more epic and, and you know more grandiose and, and so um we shot that in uh in a field that was truly out in the middle of nowhere, no cell phone reception. We were isolated during that time for i think it was like a week and a half or something um which in the scheme of things like for a game of thrones episode for example that is that is nothing that's like one fight scene <laughs> you know but for our show for our little show it it, it is a long time to do the battle and uh um yeah the rest uh, the rest felt pretty much the same mm-hmm. where did you shoot that battle was it in also in Hungary, or yeah, 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 all of it was yeah. in Hungary. Yeah. yeah, you say, you say, little show, but I guess do you still have that maybe nostalgia of when you first started, and <laughs> it was a it was a BBC show, and maybe you know it's it's become still, a, a big show now. It still feels like that. It still feels like that. I mean, I guess I'm I'm referring to the budget, you know. Oh yeah. Um, okay. We we we're. It, it, it's not it's not like our budget grew with the show you know what i, I did, mean oh it didn't no 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 oh, I so be throwing money at you th- that tell them tell them they can still it's never too late for that you give you give me a, you give me an email i've already got <laughs> i was already going to send me her uh haters who if she ever changes her genre style again they are going to come to me and i'm going to put them right so you do uh, you give me i'll just I'll just fix it. I'll just call me. I was gonna say thank you, thank you. I should have talked to you about this earlier. <laughs> yeah, you give me the right email at Netflix, and you'll have all the money you need. <laughs> imagine nice. If was, imagine if it was that easy. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, you know, it 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 worked. We did. Uh, we had what we needed to do. What we what we wanted to do. So. Um, you know, I'm 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 not saying that uh, in a bitter way at all. I'm 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 just saying it's still the the shooting conditions didn't change from the beginning to the end. Is is yeah. what I'm saying. You know. No, I I get it completely. I imagine it. Do you think it helps with making the show what it is? Because no matter how the show's progressed, whether it's from season one all the way through to the film you still get that, it's almost like a family feel to it. You feel like you are involved in it. You see the love between you, Mark, and Anas. It's this, you you are kind of just part of it. And I guess maybe that is down to it being very homely almost. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, that, that adds to it, definitely. Um, and it always felt like that, shooting it right mm-hmm. from the start. And I guess it makes you be creative with your budget as well. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> you just have to think outside the box. Correct. Correct. It's, uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, what do you think? I guess this is for both of you, because we said, Iva kindly reminded me earlier that it's been eight years since uh, The Last Kingdom started. I think... It, Maybe it might have been longer for you, Alex. I don't know how long it, it was. Yeah, before. I mean, I, I started, I started on it 
end of 2014. And by that point, of course, it had already been in the works for, I believe, two years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we started shooting end of 2014. Okay. Yeah. So that's nine years over yeah. a decade for some people. Yeah. What do you yeah. think? What do you think Utrecht's taught you? as a person now this might be the the, the deep the deep question actually i said it was earlier but it's this one what do you yeah what do you think you've learned from from utred over the over the years and i i'm gonna ask you the same like what do you think you've learned from the the show and doing the experience i guess well i guess um that's unfair ivor gets a gets my whole answer to think about it yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that, i appreciate that yeah i did it <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess, I guess the biggest thing I can, I can say is just, it, it was such a chance to, to sharpen my tools and, and work on my craft. And Utrecht is a character who, who truly goes through every possible human emotion mm-hmm. and then does it again. And yeah, yeah. it's, it's an amazing opportunity for an actor to just, to just explore and learn and, and, uh, uh, go deep. Um, and so it's given me, it's given me a lot of confidence because I feel like I've, I've, uh, had to tackle so many different aspects of, of what a person can experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a, a bit of a study of the, the human condition in extreme circumstances of, you know, the ninth slash 10th century, which, during which time the circumstances were the stakes were higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I guess I guess that would be that would yeah, be so. the most honest answer. Yeah. Do you do you have it? Because I, obviously, I'm not an actor. I don't really know how this works. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm if, so excited. Ask me. <laughs> So obviously you're 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 playing a different person. You're playing a character. You're you're pretty literally playing a character. But you have to create. Obviously, there's so much that's written, but you also have to create a personality around that person as well, I guess, and just become become that person in the moment. So, do you ever take part of that away into your own life? And I guess maybe that's where I was aiming with the original question of like becoming Utrecht, and even if it's just in these small snippets of filming does that like persona then not necessarily maybe attach itself to you, but do you kind of learn from that and, and does that stick with you as a, as a person or do you just put you into the, into the role and Utrecht is just partly Alex? That's very interesting. I mean, yes and no. Uh, I, I think for me anyway, creating a character is, is more about, about the, the analogy I always use, which works for me is it's, it's like, it's like hammering a statue out of a piece of wood or a piece of uh, stone. It's all, the statue is already in there. And, and I feel like uh, when I work on a character, I'm using myself to do that. And of course I do my research and I'm feeding myself, but I can only, I can only work with, with what I've got. And, um, and so in that sense, I feel like Utrecht was always in there somehow, mm-hmm. but then it does, he, he does, he does help me in moments when 
I need a bit more oomph, you know, when I, when I need self-confidence, um, it does help to just walk like Utrecht for a moment, you know, and, and feel, yeah, yeah. Feel, feel the, feel the, the weight of the armor and, and the boots and the stride that he has, um, because it is like an instant sort of muscle memory slash, you know, hack into my, into my, um, emotional state when I play that character and, and, and when I have to be in charge. And so in that sense, yes, it does. Mm -hmm. He, he, he can, he can, he can come around and help me out when I need him. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. Does he, do you get like a, a little swagger to your step or did you get a little swagger to your step when you used to put the, the armor on and, and be kind of become Uhtred would you I feel like for me if I got all that that put on and like had the sword and I was the the king the king for a king for a day I feel like I would be two foot taller and I just you have to you know you you I I remember that first um I think it was in in the second episode when I have to teach I have to teach a bunch of Saxon soldiers how to build a shield wall and or Uhtred does but the reality of it is that I, the actor, have to stand in front of a bunch of stunt performers who know exactly what they're doing okay. and who are so good at it, <laughs> yeah. and I have to boss them around. Mm-hmm. And and in order to be able to do that, you do have to, you just do have to to find a lot of confidence, even though you don't really know what you're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's kind of a surreal. Uh, a surreal situation and and you you just uh obviously you know little by little you do know what you're talking about and and um and so confidence comes from that as well but at the beginning you just got to fake it till you make it and uh and yeah in that sense in that sense you you have to be larger than than how you feel on that day for sure yeah i guess you can't have an off day either i don't know how you just got to be always Uhtred, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a a show that takes seven, eight months to shoot, and during that time, you go through things, and there are days when you don't feel like like being a warrior. Yeah. Um, and you got to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's also the beauty of the job because it it can it can take you out of um out of the swamp oh yeah okay when you're in it you know just because you haven't got a choice yeah no that's a that's a beautiful way to put it i guess that that yeah absolutely it would just because sometimes in life you just have to do things you don't really want to do and when somebody's giving you a budget to make a tv show <laughs> that's a that's a bloody good reason to make you uh, yeah yeah get out of that. every minute is expensive oh yeah <laughs> I bet. Uh, okay, Iva, did was that enough time for you to think <laughs> oh of an answer? Gosh. Did we? I know we... it was. It was. I I had an answer right when when uh, Alexander was telling you uh, his answer. I was like, I want to say what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I could almost just say ditto, <laughs> you. Know, but um, but the question was, um. Was what what did you learn? I guess from 
the experience. This, yeah. yeah. From the whole, what, nine, eight years? Is there anything well, musically that you... One thing that, that I, you said, like, Alexander was, was you know, uh, the thing about, you know, that opportunity to dig deeper. And, and that really connected with me because I, that's a feeling that I'm left with, that this, uh, the whole experience of, of being part of the Last Kingdom journey um, as a musician and, and singer, it has given me some kind of um, opportunity to kind of dig really deep within myself um, to kind of uh, contribute something to the different scenes um, emotionally to kind of bring out some emotions. And and some of them are, are really uh, aggressive and, and harsh and ugly and others are beautiful and soft and you know so there are all these different contrasts mm -hmm. where I've had the opportunity to to uh, explore and uh, dig very deep within myself um, mm -hmm. and and that has been a, a really um, it has taught me a lot about myself as a singer and artist and uh, about my voice and my limits and yeah and how to push them and how to push them exactly yeah. how to break them <laughs> and that's a, that's yeah. a really good point that you're making about about the also about the ugly parts of you that you get to explore in a way that yeah. you, you don't really get a chance to do in in normal life no not not in the same way you know you you yeah. you, you don't allow yourself to be there right so it's so in this has been a brilliant opportunity and that's such a huge lesson for me. Like I've learned so much from it and kind of when you get to open up those doors into, you know, the darkness within you and, and, and the light yeah. within you and all these, these contrasts within you that, um, that can bring out the emotions of, of the different scenes. That's, uh, that's been mm -hmm. quite mind blowing at times. And very, mm -hmm. um, very intense and emotional and um, strong, powerful, very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I see this whole experience as a huge gift for me as a as a musician. You know, it's just been amazing. That's that is one of the things we kind of spoke a lot about today. Is the is the emotions to it, and I think that probably for the the two of you that. You're that close to it, I guess, when you do, if you do sit and watch the final product, you've probably been that involved in it. You maybe lose that because you see everything that goes on behind. Obviously, either you've made the music and you've listened to it hundreds of times, thousands of times, I don't know, through the through the process. And and Alex, obviously, you've acted in it. You, you helped direct it. I, I, do you help edit it as well? Um well, only only the episode I directed. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but you're but you're that close to it. I guess you maybe lose that connect. Not not lose the connection, but it's a different connection to what maybe I would have just watching it. And that's one of the things that that for some reason the Last Kingdom has always done is just draw that emotion out. It's not even during sad scenes. At the start of the the movie, Uchid would just say something that was a little bit uplifting. 
and I'm there just crying and I don't know why <laughs> and I don't know what it is there'd be like this music would come on in the background and Uche would just be like just something like let's go guys <laughs> just and you're like <laughs> yeah just when it's just like it's I don't know if it's the, the because of the you have this connection over the five years and it's this whole journey that you feel like you've been on with with Uhtred and then you know it's just like when he has to go to to um I can't remember where it was, but when Athelstan was, when they were when they were going to try trap Athelstan at the at the start, right? Yeah, and that that whole kind of part, just like before that, it's just like it's like the whole band getting back together, and you're going out and and it's just I don't know what it is. It just draws this emotion out of you, and I'm sure so it's, it's not just. What are you going to do now? I don't know. What are How you going to do now? Release the pressure. Do I need to do I need to call you regularly and just say like? Let's go, guys. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. You just, you just, yeah. If we can just get you, Anas, and Mark to just call me on like a on a on a four way FaceTime and just kind of <laughs> pretend that you're going to battle. We ride. Yeah, and I and I can call you, and I can be like, <laughs> oh yeah, you can. So you can do the sound the sound effects in the background. Yeah, yeah, I can be in the other like phone, and you can listen to like. And that's just both ears. And I'm there just crying my eyes out. And yeah, <laughs> Utrid the therapist. <laughs> and I guess, you know, if, if I'm saying this, I'm I'm sure that out of the millions of people that have watched the show, that somebody else or a bunch of other people will have that same feeling to it. And it is a it is a wonderful thing. And I can't think of another of another show or film that has done 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 that to me in that way obviously movies have made me cry and tv shows made me cry but this is like a it's an emotional connection on a different level where it's just the mere the music picks up in a certain way in the background or utra says a certain like thing and it just like grabs grabs you and it's just it is just different and i can't really explain what it is and i don't know if you ever intended it to be that way well it's a huge compliment i appreciate that that's uh, good. It was meant to be. <laughs> it was meant to be. Um, no, it is. Like I say, it's it's wonderful. And I, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I'm going to have to find, I'm just going to have to watch them again, aren't I? <laughs> just keep them, on, keep them on the cycle. Right, right. Well. Yeah. Should we? Keep listening to Ivor's music. I'm sure you're going to carry on. Of course. You're going to carry on making it. I intend to, yeah. I'm trying to write an album right now. Working on it. I saw your new home studio. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I have a nice space now. Cool. Mm -hmm. Alex, what were you going to say? Sorry. I was just going to ask Ivor what she's working on right now. Yeah, I'm working on my next album, actually, which will be out next year. So I'm doing like recordings in my studio these days, just uh, Mm -hmm. making demos and some, yeah, vocal recordings and stuff, laying down ideas. That's great. That's great. I, uh, that is a skill that I am so envious of. I wish I knew how to how to sing, how to make music. It's You've never made music? 
Oh, I have a lot. I still do, but I don't, I doubt that anybody will want to listen to it. <laughs> oh, come on now. We, we want to hear it. Oh, no, you don't. I'd love to I hear it. I promise you don't. <laughs> what kind of music is it? My son is just, just small enough that he is, he is my number one fan and the only audience member <laughs> I'll ever have. Okay. And that's just the way it needs to be. What, what kind of music is it? <laughs> it's, it's mainly noise. Just noise. <laughs> just noise. Is it just like a real, um, but it's fun. an escapism for you that you just get to, to make some music? Well, I, I'm, I'm trying to learn the guitar at the moment and, uh, and I'm loving it, but I'm very much at the beginning of my journey. And uh, my son has a little guitar that oh, is nice. impossible to, to tune because it holds a tune for about five minutes. Um, oh. Not only because... How old is your son? A year and a half. Oh, wow. He has a guitar. That's... Yeah. That's yeah. great. And he is better at it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you sing as well for him? Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd love to be a fly on so, the wall and see that. Well, <laughs> learn, learn to be a therapist. He'll give you lots of money later on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think when he gets to a certain age, you're just going to cut him off and be like, you can't listen anymore? <laughs> for your own good. For your own good. Stop yeah, it. You, you're, you're old enough now where these, are gonna, these memories are going to be formed. We have to, we have to stop Yeah, this but until a certain age, you won't be able to remember. Once that changes, I got to stop. Yeah. Or just, get, or just get really good. <laughs> Say again? Or just get really good. Or, or just get really good. Yeah, that's another option I didn't even consider. Yeah, I feel like you're one of those people that in three years you're going to be headlining Wembley Stadium with yeah, your right. own little, your own little sold out concert <laughs> of Alex Alexander and uh, <laughs> trying to think just yeah I'm trying to think about that'll be your opening band. act Ivor yeah. yeah yes deal you can definitely get Mark and Anas and. Um, Who's the actor that plays Baby Monk? Actually, you know what? There, there are some people on on the show that are really good. Tim, for example, Tim Ennis. Okay, yeah. He, oh. he wrote he wrote me a song for my birthday that oh, is wow. first of all so sweet oh, really? and so yeah. kind and thoughtful and yeah, also so good. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to it with uh, with with uh, my fiance Allison, and, and we were both like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Yeah, yeah. Did he did he release it anywhere? Or is it just for personal? Oh no, that was that was like it's just for me. Oh, that's good. Oh that's my good. god, that's good. that's good. You um, yeah, you just have to show your your son that and be like, "Look at this. This is what it, we could do. This is what it could be like. This is what it could be like." <laughs> Just give me a few more years. And this is what it could be like. <laughs> I think there's uh, some legs in you and the rest of the group going around and making a little band. Well, yeah. <laughs> if we get really desperate. <laughs> that or I feel like you could all just do some sort of stage comedy show. Right. <laughs> I think Utrecht and Utrecht Anas and uh, Mark so Finn and Citric and Utrecht could just have their own little sketch show. I think oh, those, those guys could for sure. Yeah, Mark has endless ideas. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to, I need to try and get Mark to come and talk to me for a, a little bit. 
I feel like he'd be a good fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I feel like he would be he would be I mean, he's an Irishman. They're all good fun. Yeah, you don't understand a word he says, says yeah. but he's a he's a he's Scottish actually. Is he Scottish? He, yeah, yeah. He plays he plays Irish, but he's Scottish. Oh, is he? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good luck. That's even okay. worse. Because both get those accents together, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has he got a thick has he got a thick Scottish accent? Um he's very good at, at tuning it down. Okay. I actually I, I, I adore his accent. I I think it's it's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh but we do make a lot of fun of him because when we're out with him and, and he especially when we're traveling and we're in a different country and people are like what language are I speaking? <laughs> and then he yeah. goes into RP. <laughs> yeah. Not a not a clue what he's saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's 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 plenty of legs left in Utrecht somewhere. We can you you can milk that for all it's worth. <laughs> yeah, pitch me, pitch me. You can yeah. produce it. <laughs> yeah. Well the offer things that you can't they're not gonna keep to just make sure you call me when I'm not in the middle of diaper change, because otherwise I won't remember it the next day. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, should we should we wrap this up? I don't know if you two have like ten minutes for patrons to ask some questions, or if you need to get off. I I have another five. It's Mother's Day in the U.S., so I've oh, been nice. I've been given a little bit of 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 time off. Uh, okay. I have to get back soon, but I, I let's do five minutes of questions. Okay. If that's okay. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Ivor, do you have a few minutes? Yeah, that's cool. Five sounds good. But yeah, we'll I just... have some people over for dinner, but, oh, but okay. uh, I, I still have time. <laughs> I've kept, I have kept you for a while. We've been here nearly two hours, so I do apologize. Um... Who, who have you got over for dinner? Do you want to ask them to join? <laughs> no, no, they're not here yet. Okay. They'll be here like in half an hour. Okay. Do you have but to cook still? They chill. I'll cook, yes. You don't have to have it ready for when they get here, though. Well, I have, I'm making like long, what's it called? It's it's in the oven. Oh, okay. Okay. Hopefully it's not burning. We're good. <laughs> I just have to lay the table and make some salad and stuff. Oh, okay. The easiest, the easiest stuff. You've done the hard work already. Okay, let's. I know. Let's just jump. I, I was going to say we, we don't need to do any plugs for the both of you. Everybody that listens to this knows exactly who you are, where to find you. So we'll just jump straight into um, some some questions. So yeah, I guess if anybody does have any questions in the the chat, we can just get straight to them and we we'll just have a a few minutes before we let you both go. <laughs> 